Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. It's still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Tom Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Trace SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. The biggest day on the calendar for Supercoaches. It is the first team list Tuesday of the season. Round one. Is two days away, less than two days away by the time this goes live, I'd say. The SC Playbook podcast will be filmed at Tuesday at five o'clock each and every week this season. I'm with the SC Spy, who is, like I'd say, a kid on Christmas, but that is an understatement. Quote the Spy all of five minutes ago. I've compiled the best squad I've ever had in round one. Spy. Confident, mate. <laughs> It's just been a good summer. The sun's been out. It's cleared my head. <laughs> I'm ready to rumble. I made one change, which we'll talk about soon, uh, after teams dropped. That was it. Because that's how set I am. I'm just ready to rumble. There's some significant team news, Spy, but, mate, you just preempted it all. You knew it was coming. No surprises to you, was there? That's just it's the, the year that is. The rebound year after the Manu 2020 incident. I'm ready to rumble. <laughs> Last I speak of it. <laughs> Uh, also with us today is Quantium CEO and Supercoach Weapon, Adam DeRussi. Ads, how are you, mate? I'm well, mate. I'm well. I'm uh, reeling from some bulldog injury news, but otherwise I'm, I'm all good, mate. I'm a little bit intimidated by the spy. That's a, a strong, strong start from the spy. How's the confidence about the bloke at the moment? <laughs> confidence, arrogance, there's always that fine line, so yeah. we'll, we'll test it. We'll see how we go. The thing is, if he's 60k after round one, we can just come back and blast him, so it's all good. Ads, before we get into anything else... The Doggies team list was the one I read through just over an hour ago and went, there are a lot of surprises to me. New Brown named at lock, Luke Thompson. Bit of news around him. Bit of injury this morning, I believe. Yeah, Tomo went down at training this morning, so I'm just waiting on some news there. So, yeah, obviously that's a blow. We're already Mm. pretty skinny at front row with Tavita and Chris Patolo out. So, I guess from a super coach point of view, it means Franklin Pelle is probably... A pretty handy buy now. Like we are very thin at front row, so I I certainly have Franklin Pele in my side. Pele so significant for Supercoach, and hopefully we you know we get some decent news around Luke Thompson. Pele is one that I had plugged in on my reserve front row, and I wasn't keen on. 
but I sort of had him there. I was like, oh, he's cheap. You know, maybe a few minutes. I was looking at cutting him, to be honest, pending cheapies. But now with those injuries, he looks an absolute goer. Another one there that we'll get to a little bit later on in the show, but he's Jacob Preston, who could have some minutes open up for him as well. An absolute goer, that young fella is. Guys, the SC Playbook Unlimited Group, code 845051. Take on the SC Playbook. Contributes $500 top prize to the winner if the winner is a subscriber. If the winner isn't a subscriber, we'll go $250 to the subscriber, $250 to the non-subscriber, top two in the group. Also, massive announcement during the week on the Beers and Break Evens podcast, a $5,000 first prize for the Beers and Break Evens Unlimited group winner. To get the code for that one, go and listen to the podcast. Please don't message me asking for it because we're trying to get people to listen to it, watch it on YouTube, whatever it might be. So the code is on that if you listen to Beers and Break Evens. We'll be back to record that one tomorrow. Guys, Stat HQ, the SC Playbook Data Centre up on site. Dedicated Supercoach data website. Completely free to access. Has plenty of tools on it. Price change calculators. Opposition Supercoach strength. Vice Captain loophole calculators. Break evens. All sorts of things in the menu on our site. And last thing before we dip into today's show uh, and the big news from Team List Tuesday. The NRL subscription package. NRL package $40.00. Full package, NRL, AFL, BBL seasons over the next 12 months, $50. Access to additional premium articles each and every week on the site. Access to our WhatsApp community with threads, game day, team advice, contributor-only ones. I do Q&As each and every week. We don't have questions on this week's podcast because we've got so much to get through. But with our WhatsApp chat, I'll be doing a monster dive into that on Thursday afternoon before round one kicks off. We're doing a bloke in a bar regional tour this season to Armidale, Wagga, Rockhampton and Cairns across the first four rounds. I'll be driving up with Maddie, the water boy, on the way to Armidale and we can get through heaps of questions there. Boys, let's get stuck into it. Today's show, the key takes from Teamless Tuesday. Also, it's a cheapy special. We've been waiting all season for it. Spy did a big, uh, a big article on it yesterday. We've got all the names, all the information now, Spy, so keen to get through that one. Team reveals of Adam DeRussi and the Spy, touching on plenty of my side as well, of course. Let's get stuck into it. And the big one that came during the week, Nico Hines. I think we may all have had him plugged into our side. Spy, potentially not, but... 900k, not named for round one, has, I believe it might be a, a calf issue. Apparently not far away and could be okay for round two, but Spy, even when the calf niggle was mentioned, I wasn't paying 900k for him. Mate, I think, personally, I think you're mad to get Nico. Uh, reason being, in a, in a best case scenario, he comes back next week for round two, pumps out a ton, happy days. Worst case scenario, though... He might not be back next week. There are a few rumours floating around it could be a little bit longer than that. We don't really know, but the facts are if it's a calf injury, if it ends up being two, three, four weeks or he has a setback, it's $900,000 you've got sitting on your bench. As well as that, they've got the buy coming up and you then have to trade him out potentially. Then you have to trade him back in. You're basically using potentially two trades to achieve nothing. I just couldn't do it. Let's just wait to see if he's healthy. Watch that first game back and then you can some plug him in from there. But I just think you're, you're mad to start him personally. And what makes Nico such a great NRL player and super great player is that he just has his hands in absolutely everything. His field coverage is like nothing I've really seen before. So if that calf niggle even puts him back the slightest, which is every chance it will, I just I can't, cannot justify 900k. Now this has not been named, definitely not. The other one of that club adds Teague Wilton, named to start on the edge. What we expected... The issue there is that there's been a four-forward bench named. Now, this doesn't come as a probably a major surprise. Oh, we did In the predicted teams, we had a four-forward bench for the Sharkies. 
Wade Graham's on there. Now, bit of mail, I believe, that Wade Graham will be playing as a middle, so I don't think he comes on and takes edge minutes. But does this, does this place any doubt around Teague Wilton playing a, when I say a big minute role, I mean an 80-minute role? It's a worry. I mean, I've got him in my side, but I'm trying to work out who's going to, like what the rotation is going to mm. be there. So I'm interested in what you think. But I, I, he's in my side. I want him to play 80, but it is, it is a concern, that four-man bench, I reckon. It really is. Like, as it stands, I've got him in my side, but, you know, we touched on it last week, but there's so many good mid-range back rowers who have only had a few of them, we'll get to shortly, have had their job security solidified as far as I'm concerned. So I just and, – and I'm now sort of half, half trying to fit in Preston with all the doggies news coming out as well. So, uh, look, I think I'll have Teague round one. He's in my side at this stage, but it certainly doesn't help – the Eels' backline cheapies, any hope we sort of had there, have been quashed. Bailey Simonson and Wunga Blake, both fit, both named. Now, even if they've only been named and they might drop out come game day, they're obviously not far off. So I think a few blokes we were looking at there, we can probably put a line through. Josh Hodgson named as the sole hooker in that side, uh, which I also found interesting. Too many hookers for me to even consider him at this stage. Matt Dury and Bryce Cartwright named on the edges, both in serious cheapy range. Sean Light laying out long-term. Isaiah Papali'i departed the club. Ryan Madison not back to round four. Spy, uh, <clears throat> pretty interesting. Yeah, before I say that, I've changed chairs today. This is a lot lower than you, so I hope I won't be looking up to you all season. <laughs> I hope it's just today. <laughs> Nothing you're not used to, mate. <laughs> Rankings and all. But um, I just think potentially it's a trap. We've got some good cheapies around this year. <clears throat> For me, we've got Lane back potentially soon. He did his jaw, what, two weeks ago now, that first mm. trial. He could be back around three or four. Yep. Might not get a heap, heap of price rises out of that. Um, I think they got another back row on the bench in Murchie as well. Jaro Mamasia as well. Yeah, Mamasia. So... In saying that, if you pick one or both of them, they might not even play 80 minutes. They could play 40, 60. Mm. They could then lose their spot. For me, I think it just screams potential wasted trade down the line. Uh, it looks good on paper, but I just think I'd rather go some other guys. And adds, if they do hit the ground running those first few rounds and maybe you know, one of them kills it and they say lock in that spot when Sean Lane in particular comes <coughs> back, an easy downgrade for one of these underperforming yeah. mid-range back rollers round three. Is that the way you see it, or would you be tempted to start with No, them? no, I'm, with, I'm definitely with the spy. I reckon there's just too much uncertainty around what the what what it is even this week, let alone the next three or four weeks. So I reckon with so many other good options out there, like you were saying, Tim, there's just better options to go in terms of risk-reward risk trade-off. Look at this bench. Greg, Makatoa, Murchie, Momosea. Momosea and Mur Murchie are both edge-back rowers who, like... It's an interesting bench make-up for mine. No Jacob mm. Arthur. Again, these teams dropped pretty recently, so we've done a bit of analysis on them, but there's going to be stuff popping up all over the place that we spot here. So I'm with you. I think we want to see minutes. We want to get more news around Sean Lane in particular and just see who performs the best. Come round three, whoever performs the best could absolutely be a buy, but just seems one to avoid. <coughs> and I'll just uh, tell you something on, on those guys. The only change I did make, I might have made two today, but I had someone around that mid-range, sorry, that cheapy price locked in. Leading into today, for an extra 120k, you can get Trent Liero, who starting edge back rower, Melbourne. I've done some numbers on him before. He actually started two games two years ago. Uh, would have been in the back row, and he based 50 in both games, playing 80 minutes. He's got some attacking upside as well. So I'd much rather just lock in Liero, who could potentially make a couple hundred k. Good squad depth. You can play him if you need to. 
Um, sure, he could lose his spot as well on minutes, but who are you more confident in, someone like Liero or someone like a Dory or a, a Bryce Cartwright who potentially just doesn't play at all and costs you a trade? That's sort of my way of thinking at the moment. Good little segue there, mate, into the edgeback roles at the Melbourne Storm. Loyero and Ellie Katoa. We had a good chat about them last week, fellas. They've been locked into to spots in that side. Katoa at 400k. Loyero, he's about 370k, I believe. So, again, both great value. With Tyron Wishart as well named on the bench for the Storm, you know, as much as 80 minutes are up for grabs, ads, do either of those two appeal to you? Mate, um, to be honest, I wasn't listening to Spy because I just got some breaking news. Oh, what have uh, we got? Uh, it's not good. Luke Thompson's out for the year. You kidding? Dogs. No. Bloody. So that's, um, that's not a good one. I'm assuming he's done his knee or something. Can't, can't imagine you're out for the year with an ankle, which was the early report. So ACL that's just come from, from Gus Gould. So that's pretty close to the source. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably take it. Take it from him. Mate, that's shit news for the doggies. Disappointing, yeah, mate. Yeah, Disappointing. it's terrible for the dogs. It's obviously, um, from a super coach point of view, probably Pele even becomes yeah. more confident. But, I mean, we knew it wasn't great with Luke from the news this morning that was just on Twitter. But, anyway, so that's, that's how I... Oh, to be honest, I don't know enough about Trent Liero. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. I don't know enough about him, so I'm intrigued as to what his super coach game's like. <laughs> Katoa, I obviously know from when he played at the uh, Warriors, but isn't this some slick, like sleek-looking Katoa... At Melbourne's tour, I just got no idea how these guys are going to play. Like for me again, I'm going to pass on both of them, and like you were saying, Tim, just wait until round three. And if one of them's killing it, I can move a Wilton or a Butcher or someone. I just feel more confident in a Teague Wilton or an Egan Butcher, and even a Luke Garner as to how I think they're going to play. Particularly with that Panthers bench, we'll probably get to later. But yeah, I, I actually agree with your ads. Um, part of the thinking around getting Liero in for me was that I freed up some cash with my other move today. I think, will we go through my side at some stage? We'll be going to um, your boys' team reveals. Yeah, so I'll, I'll save yep. why I've done it. But in short, I had an extra 130k sitting there. I'm like, well, what do I do with this? And that made sense to go a cheapy up to Liero. But going down to Liero, I agree, maybe you just hold. I'd yeah. probably prefer a Garner or mm. someone like that and have a look what he does. Yeah. But in place of a cheapy, happy to lock him in. Couple, so much, so much back row, mid-range, cheapy back row action going on at the moment. Such a hot uh, topic of the Supercoach pre-season. Maradonia Cora, name started on the edge. I think we all saw that coming. Now, I just wanted to dive into, I put the squad breakdown for both the Warriors and Cowboys up on site today. Uh, so all 17 clubs should be up on site. Now, the stat that alarmed me with Maradonia Cora was that in 2021, he averaged 58 minutes for 41 points. Looking back into that, eight of those games were 80 minutes at centre. So his numbers in the back row are far more, are far better than that. He's priced on a 40-point average from 44 minutes per game. I've got in my side at the moment. I'm hoping he plays anywhere from 65 to 80 minutes. I really like Neocora. Now, a big winner from Teamless Tuesday, Jackson Ford, who's come from nowhere, 281k. I'll get your boys' thoughts on him, but firstly, a few stats I dug up on Jackson Ford. He's a decent worker, but in the past, his numbers probably haven't been terrific in terms of Supercoach scoring. Back in 2019, he averaged 64 minutes for 43 points. Back in 2020, 47 minutes for 41 points. Last season in 26 minutes, he was 33 points, so a bit over a point per minute there, but... With the amount of uh, forwards named on the bench for the Warriors, particularly Josh Cohen, who's the main concern there, talk of Mitch Barnett spending time on the edge spy. 
I I don't like it. I don't like it as tempting as he as starting back right to 80k is. Gee, there's some risk. I mean, Josh Curran, he's yeah. outstanding. Mm. Surely he plays minutes. It can't be far away. So, based on those numbers as well, he has a few decent numbers there at times in shorter minutes, but it's a bit all over the place. So, just hard to trust is exactly the word on forward. Again, if you've got someone sitting there, if you've got a bit of cash and you've got no one that's any good or mm. of value, maybe you then plug him in just to see what happens. But I feel like there's probably going to be better options than him across the board based on the teams that have come today. Um, but he is cheap, so. What about what about Nia Korad? Are you with me or are you keeping him out at this stage? I'm keeping him out only because I've... Well, there's just so many good options at second row. There is so but he, many. But again, like I just don't know what's happening with Curran because he is a gun. Like I don't know why he's not in that side. I mean, it could be anything going on. So I just don't know what to make of... I think defensive lapses Curran. is what worries them with Curran because... Yeah, yep. must be because it's not yeah. his attack. He's, he's unreal in attack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'd, look, Nia Cora could be, could be a gun. I mean, he's, he's a great player, obviously. I just, I'm just not sure I want to pick him in front of a Butcher or a Garner or a Wilton <clears> for me. And, I'd, and my cheaper ones I'm happy with, yeah, the Hopgoods and so on. So, yeah, he's not in my side. No Craig Marju for the Newcastle Knights. He was like a bit of a boom buy of the preseason. He was fluttered in my side for a little bit. I hope Greg's all right. He's been not named in the squad entirely, so it'd have to be injury. Because Hammy Niggles, something like that. Yeah, just that would make sense, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, he's been a super coach tease for years. <laughs> oh, <isn't laughs> oh my We've been waiting for him forever. Yeah, yeah. just when the, the year I thought this is going to be the year of Greg Marcio. Yeah. He lands on the left edge outside Caelan Pond, yeah. and you're like, this is it. I'm sure yeah. we'll get some news this week. Surely there's something up. Uh, so I mean, what it means is obviously you can't start with him, and I'm so glad because I did not want to go and see him put 120 on round one off yep. three Caelan Ponger, three man cutouts. Uh, <laughs> one of the probably one of the most significant talking points from team this Tuesday, Luke Garner named on the edge with Liam Martin returning, missed the World Club Challenge with a little injury there. Zach Hosking though, 18th man. <clears throat> With Huge. their side name, Scotty Sorensen can play edge, but Scotty is more used in. He comes on as sort of a, a fleet-footed middle for the Penrith Panthers off the bench. He could take minutes off Garner, but traditionally that's not the role he's played there. Uh, Spencer Lanyu as well. He averages average twenty-four minutes per game last season. Might pick up a few extra minutes, but he's a middle. They've got Sonny Luke, who's been named on the bench. I think if this team runs out on Friday night, it's the Broncos by Luke going 80 minutes. 80 for Luke, huge. Um, he's in that plethora of black back row options that they just look so enticing, don't they? Uh, the only thing keeping me away from Garner at the moment is the round three buy. Already owning three Penrith guys. I'm just not sure I want to carry four, given mm. there's other options around his, his price I really like. But I'll tell you what, there's a red-hot chance he'll be coming in sooner rather than later post-buy for me. Adds one you raised to me prior to the show was around Ruben Cotter, who I've obviously been spruiking all pre-season. He came out in, in an interview during the week saying he wants to play as many minutes as possible. Now, I know players say that all the time, but he really wants to try. And with that bloke, you sort of believe it. Uh, said as much as 80. Now, I don't see that happening, particularly early in the season. But along with Jake Granville, the utility, Griffin Neem, Jermaine Tanoa Brown and James Tamu, three middles named there. How does this sit with Cotter and his minutes early in the season? Well, that's the big question. I've, I've got him in my side, and that's probably my most concerning. That, between Wilton's, the bench for the Sharks, and the bench for the Cowboys, they're the two concerns I've got mm. with my side at the moment because I've got <coughs> Cotter in there hoping he play big minutes, but with three middles on the bench, like I'm assuming he's not going to be playing anything close to 80. I, I, I know he can play big minutes, but I think we want 
over 60 with him. But so who knows? Again, it is a bit of risk with Cotter. Do you think, and just a question on the spot for both of you actually, it's early in the season, it's hot. Uh, it's not like the middle of the season where they're playing in 8, 10 degrees. Do you think coaches maybe have a tendency to carry that extra bench uh, middle forward just to cover that sort of extra fatigue? Or well, not, uh, the, not the Bulldogs. Yeah, like well, unfortunately, we're, we're yeah. not out of them. <laughs> if, if, you know, if you've got any mates who can play middle, middle yeah. forward, text, that'd be nice. text me. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm already on the hunt for you, so yeah. I'll send it through to Gussie, my, my shortlist later yeah. tonight, mate. Good, but good. just one of those things, it is hot this time of year, so... Particularly yeah. up in North Queensland, like yeah, yeah, it, it, it could like be. They might build up minutes. Maybe Cotter starts ten minutes lower than he's going to play in round eight. I don't know, this. but it's still I'm a worry for Cotter, right? Like for I, sure, I, I loved Cotter because the, the Cowboys don't have a buy for ages. You look and you think he's going to get good minutes. He's a good super, not great super coach player. And now I'm a little bit worried by that bench. So yeah, do you maybe target him around five or six once he's settled into the season and whether it's cooling down? Maybe I'm not yeah. sure. And I yeah, I think he'd be okay. You know, I think he'll still score. Average 59 minutes last season. Probably more to the worry is while we're all high around guys like Scott Drinkwater and Val Holmes because of the soft draw and they could get these big blowout scorelines potentially. For Cotter, and we speak speak about this all the time, but does he get early spells if they get out to big leads? And probably. Uh, the other thing, mate, even if he plays 60 minutes, like, I just can't get that Origin 1 game out of my head from last year where he just came on and his work rate was unreal. He doesn't need minutes. No, like yeah. he, could, he could be told, look, you've got 60 minutes, just go out there and go nuts. Like, we just don't know. Like, as we know, points per minute can obviously change if they've got yeah, shorter games. If he, if he knows he's playing 55, does he just go bang for 55 yeah, minutes? Like he's such a, such a high work rate player when he's out there. So I, I reckon I'm going to... I'm going to start with him, I reckon. I'm going to keep him. And then if the minutes impact him, then I can trade him down or up to you can someone reassess, else after exactly. three weeks and yeah. we'll see. But so last, se- last season, he obviously – it was the breakout season for Ruben Cotter. He, start, he averaged 57 points in 59 minutes. But you can split it up into two. Pre – I think it was a hamstring injury did, wasn't it? Yeah, pre-hamstring, post-hamstring. Pre-hamstring – he averaged 64.9 points per game. This was not only pre-injury, but also pre-becoming a Queensland player, an origin winner, kangaroos forward. Uh, So he's done just about everything since, played finals football. He then missed six games with the hamstring injury, came back and averaged 50 points per game where he was he played less minutes, he was hampered by it. So I'm with you, boys. I'm Cotter Spy. You're not in Cotter Camp, are you? Well, it wasn't until you told me that. Got <laughs> <laughs> a camp. You, you're welcome to join us at Got a camp. Yeah, Six, mate, plenty of space. Yeah, no, I mean, I love him. He's also someone you want to cheer home because he's just still a bit of a legend. But what, 65 pre injuries, minutes, that would be based on lower minutes as well to start the mm. season. Uh, maybe I'll pop Christian Welch up to Cotter or yeah. something else to look at. <laughs> it, is, it is a real thing. Like, I don't want bias, but like, he's just the sort of player I want to have in my side yep. to watch. Yeah. Because he's enjoyable to watch the way he plays when he just churns out points. Like, that's the sort of guy I want in my side. One try last season, no try assists. Yeah. I'm like, just like... There's a try in that play. Yeah. There's plenty in him. It, it's similar to, and I won't be starting with him, but same with Pat Carrigan. You're like, oh, is there much of a ceiling there? He's pretty reliant on work rate, but he's just so goddamn good that yeah. you can just see him basing 70 per game, can't you? He's a gun. I'd love to find a way to give him my side. At the Canberra Raiders, uh, <coughs> this one could catch a few out, myself included. Josh Papali is out, which sees Pasami Solo start at front row, dirt cheap. Don't be sucked into it. Too many big middle forwards at the Raiders. Corey Harbour and Naira has been named at lock. So Joe Tapani is obviously at prop. Corey Horsburgh is on the bench. Uh, I just... 
We'll get more news out of Josh Papali about how if there's any longevity of that injury, but I don't believe there is, unless it was something fresh. So I just think, boys, with Solo, unless we get word that Papali's out longer, I, I'm not sure the minutes are going to be there. I'm not even convinced he'll start come game day. He might play 30 minutes. So I would be calling that one and be a little bit careful. No Joey Manu at the Roosters, so that all bar locks uh, James Tedesco in for 200 points against the Dolphins. <laughs> No Jake Turpin at the Roosters. I found it a little bit interesting spy. Drew Hutchinson named on the bench in, instead. How does this impact Cheese? I think Cheese was probably looking at maybe 60 minutes regardless. So someone's going to cover that hooker roll for 20 or so. If he gets 60, I'm happy as with Cheese. I'd love that. If he gets more, we're absolutely cheering. But I think 60 out of Cheese to start the year. A couple of 30-minute stints, he can do some damage. A couple of quick barge-overs. Thanks for coming. New beauty. Guys, Paddy and George have mentioned to me they're getting a lot of you guys contacting them recently about debt consolidation. If you have a few different credit cards or loans with multiple repayments, they can merge them all into one loan with a single repayment at a much lower rate, meaning less stress and more money in the pocket. This really is a great option for a lot of people with their debt getting out of hand. I know it can also be a bit of a sensitive issue for some at times, but rest assured you're not alone. There are many people in the same boat Paddy and George, always there to help. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Paddy was dribbling on about Tommy Turbo and Jake Jaboyevich and how Jake Jaboyevich is worth more value. Uh, and to be honest, he had a fair, fair case about it. Fair point. I'll tell you what, I hope I don't need the boys to come in and audit my supercoach side in round four after, <laughs> oh. after the rev up I've given everyone telling it how good it is. <laughs> oh. You've got a celery cap sombrero in your supercoach well, well, side, you? you got to do what you've got to do. You're, Uncle Nick Flight is funny. If you though. can find a way to win the comp, you find a way to win the comp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Betty Eck, guys, mention you're an SC Playbook listener and they'll give you a free plan on how to get your debt in order. That saves you $129. Unreal. Boys, let's get stuck into our cheapy analysis. The biggest, most important part of the season, and I think obviously it's Teamless Tuesday, but the big part of that is cheapies. Now, Spy, your article went up on site yesterday around the cheapies. You ranked them. You gave a bit of a blurb on each of them. How are we going to do this? I think there are a handful there that we just all need to have in our sides and, you know, the more experienced supercoach shouldn't be thinking twice and probably think, oh, obviously. We'll touch on those quickly, but it's more the, the debatable ones that are a little bit conflicting. We're not too sure about that we're considering starting. So, mate, in order of your rankings, Jermaine Hopgood is number one, stand out close to as, must, as close to a must-have as there ever will be. Just pick him if you want to play properly. Get him in. Enough said. Yeah, Spy's got that. Uh, now, here's a big one that I didn't touch on in the team list, but Sunia Taruva, 275k, dual CT-dub fullback. Bit of talk about young McLean, Jesse McLean getting that wing spot for the Panthers. He's not in the squad at all, lads. This means Taruva has been named in that side. Firstly, does this make Taruva a lock in your team? Is there any concern that when there's these whispers of McLean coming in and starting round one, if he was on the extended bench or something, I'd be like, sweet. They've gone to Ruva, but because he's not there at all, I sort of think, oh, does he have some little niggle in his background too? How do you see it? Oh, I think he's a, he's a no-brainer. Mm. And uh, I don't pay any attention to unless, – unless you've written the article, mate, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't pay any attention to that Flatter. sort of stuff in the paper. Yeah, like yeah, having, yeah, Having been involved in a footy club now, it's just so much rubbish that's in the paper. Rumours galore. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many rumours, and they're just so often just so far off the mark. So I'm just ignoring it. I think the guy's a super coach – Friendly player from what I saw. He looked like a gun last year in New South Wales Cup, so yeah, I'm very that, happy to have him in my side. He fits that bill, doesn't he? Of just You just get him in, don't overthink it. Oh, I think you're starting this week, I reckon. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing just, him for sure. He just looks like, of, of all those rookies, I agree with you, like he's 
<laughs> he's the he's the cheap CTW you want to yeah. start. And if you if there's an issue later, we'll deal with it then. And that's it. If if McLean did come in round two and Truva got dropped, surely we're all in that boat together. That's it. Yeah. All aboard. Can Pierre Pereira, two hundred K CT dub. Just look great in trials. He's quick spy. Lock him in. Paul Adam Alamotti, your boy adds at the dog. He's two hundred K CT dub. Get him into your team. He might play in the middle this week. Sure. <laughs> sorry, mate. sorry. Stop, sorry. He's, he's too, too, he's too, too big to play in the middle. Too soon. Too early. Too soon. Apologise. Adam's nearly late scratching from this podcast. He's that devastated at that yeah. news. Uh, Josh Schuster. Now this is an interesting one. News came out during the week, I believe that. Or not, I believe it did about him missing round one. Manly the buy in round two should be back round three, but no confirmation yet. At two forty one k, that dual positioning look, he's going to be an, inev- in, uh, an inevitable trade at some point anyway. Spy, could you start with him? And we'll tie another one in with this, and that's Isaiah Katoa, who's been named to start for the Dolphins because you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's one or the other as you reserve five eight. Katoa, a little bit cheaper. He's 216k. Has jumped Anthony Milford. Where do you sit on these two? Could you make a case to start with Schuster? And is Katoa in your team? Katoa is. Uh, just cheap. I think you probably make a bunch of tackles. He's a good player. Huge wraps around him. Could goal kick even. I think Jermaine, Jermaine Sarko might be playing. Maybe he takes Sean O'Sullivan as well. Will they be, yeah. will they be kicking goals? <clears throat> yeah, well. Mate, could be four serious, points. Serious question. <laughs> yeah. But I think... For me, at that price. I do it every week to the Dolphins, mate. The yeah. Dolphins are going to come out and beat the Roosters week one, and I'm just going to be run out of this country by the four Well, your mate fans. Paul Kent's got him coming 10th, and the Bulldogs coming 14th. Kent, he does. Yeah. You know who else does? Yeah. Cooper Cronk had him 11th. So <laughs> Uncle Wayne's paying them under the table. It's, it's, Kent coach, so, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But um, for me, I think Katara in. I can understand why he'd want to start Schuster at 5'8 and just save that trade, but... Look, if Schuster with that round two buy, three, four, won't get a price rise to at least round five, maybe you can make 50 to 100k out of Katoa over a period. And with Schuster at back row, you can bring him in the back row potentially as well or start him in the back row. I prefer that if you want to do it. And then flip Schuster up to 5'8 mm. when you think Katoa's peaked. Think of it the, the way I look at it, right, is if you, start, if you don't start Katoa, what if he goes nuts in the first two weeks and you have to bring him in? And then you, you then have to bring him in... Well, at 5'8", the hooker, I guess, but hooker's probably going to be not so flexible. Whereas Schuster, you can bring it in round five and either second row, you can downgrade someone mm. in the second row is not performing. There's options. Or you've just got so many more options about bringing him in than Katoa would have to do it in round three. You'd have just, to just do say it, he, you? Just yeah. say he did come out and go 80, 80 yeah. or something. That's the really smart way of saying he's in my side and yeah. adds, adds agrees with me. Mm. And, and he's yeah. cheaper. And he's cheaper. He's so, so extra cash. And he's that's such. the I <coughs> – he will not be coming near my top 17 – in the first two rounds, like definitely not round one, but even round two, like I'd need to see a lot from him. Yeah. And I'm so unconvinced. I think he like there's potent. I rate him. I think he's a gun. I just think the, I think the Dolphins are going to do it tough early on. And you know who's the first player that's going to get scapegoated? It's going to be the young fella, and Milf could come straight back in, especially with a few good Queensland Cup performances. So we could easily be sitting here round three and be going him straight down to Schuster. Again, I think it's probably one that we're all going to be in the same boat, isn't it? So it's like... I think so. The only thing I'd mention is he's... I think he's 30k or 25k cheaper than Schuster. So if for some reason you've got 10k in the cap and it gets to round three, you have to make two trades to do it. But look, Schuster's back row. That's the other thing. You can still do it. You don't have to rush that trade. True. Um, It'll sort itself out. 
Sonny Luke. Now, here's a big one. Obviously named on the bench for the Panthers, as expected, where we're suspecting he plays anywhere from 50 to 60 minutes. Probably lobs around that 50 to 55 minute marks by 234k. We're just flushed with hooking options. Uh, it's, there's so many good value propositions there, along with high scoring options there in Harry Grant and Reese Robson. Is Sonny Luke in your side? Oh, no, he's not. I, I don't mind him as a play. I think he's a fine selection, to be honest. Uh, I've just got Tanner Boyd in front of him at hooker. Um, and if Tanner struggles or whatever reason, I can drop him down to Sonny if need be. Ads? Uh, I don't have him because I've got Harry and, and uh, Cheese. Mm. So he's going to be an interesting watch. It's going to be tough if he comes out and has two great games to start. Very tough. It's so hard to then not bring him in. But yeah. I don't really want to ditch Harry or Cheese. Isn't, so that, isn't that just the, ho- the horror <laughs> scenario? Is Say he comes out and averages... Even 50, which he's so capable of, and let's say Harry averages 75 to 80, around about his price, around his value, Cheese does his job and you're like, I really don't trade one the other two, but it, it might force the hand. So like, I can see why people are doing it. Mm. Just don't pick Harry. I'll save that dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to... So you've got Cheese and... Tannerboard. Oh, Will Warbrick, 200k, centre wing for the Storm. Uh, I think lock him in, especially with the injury to Dean Yeremiah. He looks pretty well locked into that side for the time being. Isaac Thompson's by 336k, cheapy range, uh, obviously the higher end of the scale. Pretty high on your list. Eight, I've got him on my side. He's in your side. Uh, tough draw for the Bunnies early on. I think he will be, provided he keeps that spot when Tane Mill returns from suspension, I suspect he, he should, not locked in. Uh, I think he'll be a slow burn because of the Bunnies' draw. Obviously, he's playing on the right edge, the, the lesser side, uh, strong side for the Bunnies. But I just think he could be even like a 10-round player. When they get the softer games, he'll be a great player in 17s. He averaged well in his two games last year. He busted a heap of tackles. He scored tries. He had line breaks. He had, I think, 30 runs across the two games. He looks good. I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, super coach friendly and playing outside the trail. Good enough for me in a really good side as well. He's in what, South Sydney, I think. What do you think the risk is that he, that he does <coughs> drop out for film? I don't think anyone really knows, to be honest. Um, I'm just going to back him in that he's young enough and good enough to keep the job. And if not, he's 336k. I'll be able to free up 100k or go across to someone who starts well from that range. The, the only um, thing I'm worried about is... Uh, and I haven't... I mean, he's only played a couple of games and I can't really remember watching him. But in that round three... I think we've all got two Panthers in our CT dubs and they've got the bye. So we're kind of all going to be having to already have two players short. Mm. So if Thompson doesn't play round three, you're going to be forced to use one of your trades to downtrade Thompson. And then yep. it's easy to say in round three, I'll just trade him out. But that's that important week to bring in the most important cash cow. And so I don't want to have to... I mean, I guess you could still start one of the other guys you've got. But That's one of your best though, seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about with you've that. You've got two Penrith. Ruver and and yeah, yeah, it doesn't play... Yeah. Yeah, pretty skimpy. Just a risk, right? Yeah. Um, what, what you're basically saying is what's the harm in just waiting two weeks and getting him around three or four if you need to? There's not much risk. I'm just backing him in on a bit of a gut feel. I think he's going to be really, really good and saving that trade. Mm. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm tossing up between him and Chance, but at the moment that's why I've got Chance in there. But I'm, I'm, I don't feel great about that either. But Here, mm. Here's the other one for your spy that comes to mind now. <laughs> Are you the bunnies have a tough opening couple of games? So are you going to play? And this is obviously relevant for myself too. Isaac Thompson in the first two weeks for those tough games because if you're not, 
then, well, maybe that lends itself to waiting and finding out what happens when Milne comes back. Because the way I yeah. see it at the price is like you pick him as, you know, what should be a solid scorer for you in your 17, but also tough games. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm really happy to play him this weekend, but I'm not because got Cam Pereira there against uh, the Tigers at Leichhardt. He scored something like five tries in barely any minutes in the trials, that four and left edge. Um, I just think Cam Pereira's upside could be hard to pass up this weekend. So... Mm. That being said, with Isaac Thompson against the Sharkies, I'd be happy to play him, but I'm not. So that lends to your theory that maybe I just wait. Uh, I guess the other thing is, who do I go to? Am I happy mm. with someone around that range or cheaper that I'm happy to have in my side? So looking ahead, maybe two, not. Looking ahead to round three, Will Warbrick <coughs> plays against the Titans it's in Queensland. So a good play match up there for him, I believe. Paul yeah. Alamotti uh, for the Doggies has the Tigers. So mate, he, At he, Belmore. At Belmore. That's, a, that's not bad. He's scoring. Okay, that's against your own team, there. but yeah. And yeah. But then I'm happy to Thompson's against the Roosters, right? So that's not an easy draw for him. Yeah, but that's Thompson's fine. Thompson's gone yeah, for the season, mate. Oh, oh sorry, you oh. made Isaac Thompson, mate. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, we just very, this could be my last point. We, we just <laughs> agreed not to, but I realised Tim didn't agree to that. Yeah. Um, back on track here, boys. Ads just gave me a rap about reading my articles as well, so I now feel bad, but oh, I'll reserve it for the spy in future, mate. It's the Aussie way, mate. Just got to get through it. Best we can. Uh, in short, I like those matchups, and I'm happy to play basically everyone there. Yeah, who's on my bench? Who do the Titans have round three? I think you Storm. So I'd have to play Calm Prairie against the Storm. They're a bit leaky on the edge lately. You'll be right. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lately preseason. <laughs> um, Stefano Utakamanu yeah. at number nine in your <coughs> list, 319k. Uh, probably a little bit further down than I suspected, Spy, but maybe a little bit higher after today's lists. Um, probably that. Weaker bench in terms of middle forwards for the Tigers, showing a lot of faith in Utakamanu. So, probably punch him up a little bit there, mate. Um, I just wasn't sure how his minutes are going to be. And if he only gets 40 and he shares a prop role with some of that deep prop rotation at the Tigers, then maybe he scores some 30s and 40s in there, which aren't great, but it's okay. That's the concern. I think he's a safe buy. The issue is people like ourselves add to a partnering with Ruben Codder in the front row and yeah. with a pretty weak front row bench. You know, if the, you know, I'm probably not expecting a lot from my front row bench in Moali and what will likely be Pele now. So if you start slow, you you could be getting 35 plugged into there each week. But and there's also more upside there. Like he should, surely he's the kind of like if you're playing him each week, he's got tries in him. So he might get two one week or one, yeah. and then none the other. It'll even out if you're playing him sort of yeah. week to week early. But I think he'll be fine. Um, I, ho- I hope he's higher than that because we're both starting him in I now. I know. Seven million. So I don't need him just as a cash cow. That was my only concern. But now Bateman's out. Yeah. yeah, I think um, Ads, yeah, I'll be reasonably happy. Chance, Nickel, Clockstad, 327k, dual CT dub, fullback. I believe you've got him in your team at the moment. I do. T- not, talk us through it. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a guy I could afford that built... Fills the place. It's my least confident spot in the, mm. in the team, probably. But he's there at the moment. I, I, that's probably the main position I'll, I'll look at over the next couple of days. And You know he'll, he'll bust his ass for you, though. Like, you run all day. Yeah. Uh, he's average. I should ask Tim. He's the Raider. You've watched mm. him for the last few years. Mm. And he averaged, I think, uh, mid to late 50s at fullback. For the last two seasons, he's had really limited minutes due to injuries, few stints off the bench. But... I mean, in, in those, the couple of years before when he was with the Raiders, it was a pretty red-hot team he was playing, so he had a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. That being <clears> said, like, I'd have to go back, but I don't think he had like crazy amounts of attacking stats for them. 
he just goes and goes and has 20 plus runs per game yeah, breaks a few tackles gets the odd attacking stat so at the price again he's not in my team because I'm struggling to fit in all my CT dubs all of a sudden cheapies have come from everywhere so I've had to cut Remus Smith from my side as it stands that is because I've cut Nico Hines with that news that he's out which freed up cash to go Remus to Val Holmes so yeah, it's a it's a very interesting yeah. position. See, but his base, he'll work hard for you. So I don't yeah, mind yeah. it. I like, think I think I'll stick with him. Like I said, he'll do a job for you early. Yeah. And he's, I mean, if you can get a fullback that does have a high work rate, then it could be a good, a good thing to have mm. this. So I think I'll stick. Yep. Yeah. Tommy Talau, spy three hundred one k CT dub really good in the second trial. One who you know he looks a really solid buy at a, a slightly awkward price, but not not, not too too bad. But I just don't know if I can sneak him in. I think there's better and safe CT dub options with better job security. I've, he's a really good player. Fresh off injury, though, I think he's an option, basically. And maybe I'll even bring him in for Isaac Thompson. What, what about your that. little spruik by last week, mate? Brent Naden at 345k, 13th on your list. What about him? I think he does have good job security. Looks good. Would you pay the extra 40k for him? Potentially, yeah. I, I think everyone we've mentioned so far is an option to go on your side. And the way I've done my list, I basically did it. Anyone I didn't think that you should put in, I just haven't named. So if they're in the list, I think, I think they're candidates. Mm. It's about a 35-player <laughs> list, so you've, you've covered it all pretty it's well, about mate. about 18. <laughs> no, it's not. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and the rest. 23 on the list, numbered. Um, <laughs> Comprehensive, mate. Yeah, exactly. you've had, I'm spooking you, mate. You've, yeah. you've outdone yourself. <laughs> so, here's a couple of really interesting ones. Uh, I think we've spoken in depth about ham, the Hammer. Hammer, so Tabuai Fido, 330k. I'm cutting a few on the run here. Hammer, not interesting. I'd prefer Chance. I'd prefer Tommy. I'd prefer Naden mm. uh, to start the season. I think we cut him. We'll reorder this list before uh, yep. Thursday night. <clears throat> Jackson Ford, we already spoke about. Uh, Davey Mawali, I'm cutting as well. Why are you cutting Davey? I'm just concerned. Middle forwards with blokes potentially coming back. They're going to be a trap and they're going to Saliva's make Saliva's gone for a fair while. Yeah. Hame um, Sele, he's probably the issue, but they've also named Blake Taff on the bench with Shaq Mitchell, Shaq who Mitchell. I, is not going to get big minutes. I'm, I have not, to check who's, who's due back. I think there's minutes for him. Yeah, well, how many does he need? Um, points per minute would be interesting on past stats, but if he plays, what, 35 minutes, mm. what's he going to score? Is he going to make you... 70k. I'm just not fully convinced. I'll tell you who I like more than that mm. is Sean Kepi. I just think he could be in for a big year. It's just something I saw on the trials. Um, there's probably minutes there available to him if the coach likes him. I don't mind Kepi. So I'll just for that extra 40 card for someone starting at lock for Manly than a South bench player. I'm that's, glad to hear you say that because I've got Kepi in my side. I was wondering why you had him below some of the I was those just other waiting for teams. Yeah. yeah, I think pump him up a little All right, bit. All right, let's. I'll roll this out to you. And, and okay. I mean, tr- like, things are moving so fast. Teams have dropped. The excitement's high. So I said I've got Cotter and Kamanu, But then on the bench, I want to bring Pele now in. Sean Kepi, I mean, again, because he's starting lock, he just looks the safest of them, doesn't he? But <clears throat> the numbers aren't very good if we're looking at history. And you can go on eye test this season, and the fact he's starting lock says, you know, he's obviously won, won faith there at the club. But 32 minutes per game last year, average 26. When a front rower is playing that little a minute, you want him going at a point a minute. The season prior, he averaged 47 minutes per game for 40 points per game. So even if he increases minutes, 
on the history, he could change it. Yeah. Well under a point per minute. Fifteen extra points though. What's that's a fair bit of cash. One hundred and forty k. If maybe? he gets and he should get forty seven minutes, should but not necessarily. So you know, again, he'll make money. Don't get me wrong. I just I, it, I'm not sold. Yep. Is that a high score of seventy one as well? Seven. Yeah. So there's no um, doesn't have a high ceiling either. Yeah, and he's a. I mean, I know he's a bit of a. This is comparing yeah. to a David Mawali. He's though, a worker. Not, yeah, he's, I just want to make 150k out of him. That would be great. Yeah, and that, um, I don't want to take 15 weeks. Call, yeah, call exactly it a gut, right. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. call it a gut feel though. I just there's just something there. I think he's going to have a binder. And I but get. I'm it. not confident on that. I get it, Spy. <laughs> like you look at, you look at him starting lock for Manly. Looks like he should get decent minutes. Then you look at Franklin Pele, or David Mawali. You know, bench forwards <laughs> for their clubs like and play lesser minutes. Sure, the role looks better, but, you know, is it going to translate to scoring? I'm not so sure, even if the other boys do play fewer minutes. Yeah, you'll average 45, and I'll take it. I think on your list you had there before, you didn't have Franklin Pelé in the top 20, <laughs> but I think with the team list now... Can update that. That'll he, come up, surely. I, I think he's a... Well, I think he's a no-brainer at that price. And he'd, he's he'd got an offload, he's got a line break in him. Like he's a, he'd he's be a try scorer, wouldn't he? You'd say, like, he's got it in him as well. Well, so. I mean, there's plenty of highlights of him scoring tries. doesn't mean he's going to come on. Mm, but he's capable. He's got well, he's got, he's got some yeah. attacking flair. He's not a... He's not a um, workhorse. He's a he's a um, high intensity type yeah, player. Yeah, so I'd prefer Pelé over wise. maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's it's an issue. On that, Sofa Solomona, TPJ, powerful. He said, "There's going to be offloads. There's yeah. going to be tackle bars." I've got them both, but but yeah. I, you scared me a bit now. And then you know, doggies wise, <laughs> doggies wise, they got TPJ J back hopefully soon enough. Um, anyone else of note to come back soon, or not really at the moment? No, I think yeah. Chris Patolo's out for a while. <clears throat> yeah. Um, obviously Luke's gone so There could be an opportunity And then the young bloke Sam Hughes I don't know when he'd be coming yeah. He'd be ready to play I think he's got a back issue So no we are very very thin for middles So yeah. here's, here's We've had to have dispensation Like round one we had to get special dispensation To pick Jaden Tanner on the bench Yeah wow well, Yeah it's Huge mm. So And look With Ford's dropping like flies at, at the doggies It all leads into like, It goes back to Matty Burton There's no platform there for him yeah, it's it's not going to help his case, is it? So, and just the reason we debate this so much of someone who might not seem important, if you're listening, is or, or if you're watching, is this is one extra trade you can save in the year. Huge. You nail this last spot, you don't have to then move them on in round three or four. You don't take up a spot in round three or four when you want to use a trade. It's just a real bonus if you can get it right. I so. wouldn't. I wouldn't get in a no platform yet. We're talking. I, I just he think, is absolutely giving it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't I, I say meant, there's no platform. I meant like, lesser platform. No, but like, like a guy, but, but <laughs> Tavita, Tavita will be back relatively soon. I think. I think he's looking at round three or four or something <laughs> like that. So, I think we got and and there's some big minutes in someone like Max King. So, but a, a week someone ago, like someone like Ray can play in the middle. So I think there's a platform. But I, I think what it means is Franklin Pelé is more yeah. certain to be in the 17 on an ongoing basis than he was. So a week ago That's it. The dogs will yeah. be fine But a week ago The doggies had TPJ and Luke Thompson there So like Talking about platform And Patolo And Patolo and So like It's, it's a big well. it, it hurts yeah. Jacob Preston Another bloke who I would assume So I will elevate up this list Now yep. that teams have dropped He excites me or, or So much hype around him He was fantastic in the trials I suspect And it wouldn't surprise me Around right one And this isn't going on Any words from you ads Or anything at all I just Backing eye test and, and when I look at The makeup of a team What would I do Probably irrelevant But I can see Rain Fatala Mariner being the one to, to spend We suspected that he was going To spend time in the middle Anyway 
he could even start in the middle now for New Brown, which could open up minutes for Jacob Preston on the edge. Regardless, even if he makes the shift mid-game for Preston, I've just got a good vibe about Preston. Probably go to you, Ads. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know what the <coughs> what the game script is in terms of how they're planning to use him, so I'm not giving away anything or holding anything back, but I'm the same as you. I, I actually thought after today's news, I thought he might start and Ray might be at 13, but they've gone with New Brown, which is cool. Uh, but I, I would think it only helps his minutes, and I think what you're saying could well come out. And he's, and he's you know, doing well in training. Preston's straight in for me. Mm. Uh, he's actually already in my side before today's news, yep. so now yeah, more so. Just that upside. He could potentially be a big minute back row with a lot of potential, so I think yeah. at 200k, no He was already in my side right now, because, but that's my little bit of bias. Bit of bias, but yeah. I don't, I don't think he's a must-have. Like, I think you could watch him the next couple of weeks, because he's not going to... Not going to hurt you in the next two weeks. Here's my point, like, though. I'm not going to start him. You're not going to play him. No, so I've got yeah. him on the bench. So you, you could safely kind of watch him if you had to. If he starts come game day, would you play him in your 17? Yes. Well, if he starts, I'm assuming he's starting so he can play 80. So yeah. I'd be then... <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't know, but... When do the doggies play this week? Saturday, 3pm. Brookvale. Big watch. Fourth game. Just on that, and the reason we talk about Moali and stuff is I'd prefer Pe- Preston, who could potentially play 80 yeah. as a back rower and be awesome, than someone who might score 30 or 40. Yeah. I reckon every year there's front <coughs> rowers that we bring in at the start thinking they're going to be cash cows, and they're just slow burns that take forever. Yeah, I've just abandoned it. Yeah. Hardcore. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. We just fall in the trap every year, so maybe, yeah, maybe Kepi is that trap in my side at the moment this year. Yeah. I, Stefano, I kind of look and think he's starting. I'm, you know, I'm kind of my bigger risk is I'm playing him rather than yeah. Is he going to go up in value? I'm pretty confident he will unless he gets injured. But yeah, every year I just reckon there's that. Yeah. Like you look back and go, oh jeez, remember when we thought he'd be a cash cow? <laughs> uh, Ray Stone named on the bench for the Dolphins, two forty six k. I think the emergence of Preston as a fellow cheapy in the two hours yeah. position puts a line through Stones by. Yep, agree. Remus Smith. I still like Remus Smith at 316k as a locked-in job, great job security for the Melbourne Storm. There's just two... CT Dubs have come forever. As I said, he's become Val Holmes as it stands for me. So yep. I'm just... I, I think he's fine to start with. He, if there anything changed before the weekend in my CT Dub, he could be the first cheaper to come straight back in. I'm just... I know you weren't convinced. A few people weren't, weren't too much. So uh, what are your thoughts, Ads? Is Remus Smith... Yeah, I had him in various draft sides and so on at different points, but um, I, I'm with you, mate. I, I just reckon there's there's better options at 200k. I, I feel better about some of these rookies at 200k than Remus at 316. Like, we've seen him play for a number of years now. We know he's not a super coach weapon. Like, he's not the next Brian To'o that mm. is about to explode. Not going to be a 600k player. I don't think he's a big risk to, to watch, and I reckon there'd be other players at 200k I'd rather have. That's it. So I reckon we've, we've covered that list pretty extensively. We might have missed one or two there, but I, I think we've got the, the brunt of them, I'm sure, between articles and podcasts and all sorts of things. We'll cover them pretty well. As I said, beers and break-evens back tomorrow morning with the Guru. We're going to go through a really, real big, deep dive. So if anything we've missed there, you'll hear about tomorrow. Uh, guys, we're excited to link up with Better for the 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC Playbook special markets of our own. This week for our SC Playbook, Bedar Multi. We've got the Dolphins to win the spoon into the Roosters to win the minor premiership at $16. Uh, I do like that value. Obviously like the multi because I put it together. Just expecting big, big things from the Roosters this season. So I, I, I really think they could potentially dominate this competition. Might be slow burn the first few rounds, but 
once they put it together and it shouldn't take long on the back of what we saw last year I think they'll be red hot and the Dolphins uh, I really do hope I'm wrong but I think it's going to be a tough season for them and we could see it as soon as this weekend so $16 for that one to follow along you can find the link in the mar- to the market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description by going through those channels it'll let better know that we sent you so that'd be much appreciated if you are linking up with them of course it is for those aged 18 plus only and please remember to gamble responsibly Roosters Let's, Roosters Chooks it's going to be a prelim or a grand final this year it's going to be the biggest day on the calendar massive so I say Roosters Chooks I'm at yeah. Roosters South Roosters <laughs> South it's going to be massive I was about the other day Roosters like <laughs> it's just been teaching with all these prelim finals in recent years it's, it's a final soon enough a grand final soon enough. it could be this year I think it is it's, it's, going to be, it's just the year this year's just going to be massive all around Boys, we've got your your full team reveals here. Now, to be honest, I think we've touched on most of it there throughout this show, but I'll just pick out a couple of interesting ones that stand out to me before we, we wrap things up for the podcast. I'll start with... I'll go between the two teams, but Spy... Tanner Boyd, you've got a hooker. He made his way into my team when Nico Hines went out. You are running Tanner Boyd and you also have Sammy Walker in the halves. So you've got Cleary and Walker in the halves, Boyd and Brandon at hooker. Uh, look, I think Tanner speaks himself. He's cheap, he's goal-kicking, Titans have a good draw. Sammy Walker, uh, talk us through that. It's you know not an un- <coughs> uncommon play, especially with Nico now out, but uh, why, why Sammy? Just a little bit of a punt that he might just go to the next level to start the season. We know how good he has been in the past as a, a young, young kid. I think he's like just turned 20 or something. Mm. It's insane. Um, bit more first grade footy under his belt. Goal kicking now, but importantly, goal kicking well. He kicked, I think, over 80% for the last sort of 15 weeks last year after not being real good leading into that. Um, and let's just throw it out there as well. I absolutely love the bike. He's probably my favourite current player. I'm like, if I'd now get rid of him, he comes out and scores 130 it was real my weekend, so he's in, mm. and I hope he goes well. And then he's going to be hopefully stepping stone to Nico sooner rather than later as well. But Sammy Walker, let's see what he can do. Ads, you've got three of the similar, but you've got Harry Grant. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I um, I just don't want to have to start Tanner Boyd in round two. <clears throat> so you're going to have to start it now. I know he plays in George, so mate, could be one of those ones where it ends up a nice pot against the Dragons, and you just don't know. But yeah, I. I I just love Harry Grant. I'm a bit like you're saying about Sammy Walker. I, I just love watching Harry Grant play. Yep. And I, I look at him and think he's set and forget for me. So and I, I think we both want the cheese. But I can, I can understand your strategy. Like When I hear your Sammy Walker to Hines strategy, I do like it. I'm, I'm jealous mm. of that strategy. Spy, you've gone pretty heavy in the front row. Joe Tapney, Christian <coughs> Welch, and I shouldn't say heavy with Uta Kamanu, but as you said, I know a lot of people are running just two decent... Honestly, a lot of people are running one big front rower with Uta Kamano as a starter, myself and Ads. Uh, you've got a bit heavier there. Yeah, I'm just not as confident in Uta Kamano in your playing playing starting front mm. row there. So just allows me to start Kristen Welch, which who I've always been super confident in. You've done a job for me in the past, so that always carries some weight. Uh, let's see how that goes. As you've might have talked me into Cotter, but I just don't think I've got the money to do it. Um, and we'll see how Uta Kamano goes. Um, and look, potentially... Maybe Tarpany goes down to someone at some stage if Utakamanu is killing it and averaging 50-plus, then I can have a massive upgrade elsewhere. So it just gives me a bit of flexibility moving forward. Mate, <coughs> one that I it's been killing me a little bit is Egan Butcher, who you've got in your side. Now, I was low-key hoping that Garner would just 
you know, there's just talk around Guru running his mouth off saying that he thought Garner might be on the bench. Of course, <laughs> he's not been named on the bench. He's starting. With this team now, I'm obviously pretty keen on Garner. <clears throat> so I'm struggling to get Egan Butcher into my team. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, he could play 80 minutes. Uh, they've obviously got Drew Hutchinson on the bench with Fletcher Baker, Nafu White and Terrell May. So, I mean, it looks like he probably plays 80. What's your thoughts? Oh, He's just one of, again, I've got it, just a good feeling about, and it's based on watching him. He's an absolute gun. Um, and potentially he just locks down an edge role. Maybe Angus, hopefully Angus returns at some stage mm. this year. Maybe he takes his brother's role on the other edge. I don't know, but at least to start the season, literally the only flag on him is the round four buy, but that's still round four. Um, if he's going steady for me, I can still probably drop him down to Garner at that point in time. So I'm not sure of that week, but I've got a fair bit of depth now on the bench. Maybe I can cover him. Uh, I've just he's probably also in that category category if I don't start him and he scores 90 this weekend I'm going to be filthy so I'm locking him in I'm backing the talent backing what I'm saying and, and let's see what unfolds so we, we saw what uh, Luke Keary did Angus Crichton last year on, on that left edge so and then Keary who was under a bit of an injury cloud and probably still is to be fair with his melon he's been named to play as well adds you've paid up 749k for Cam Murray yeah, hey, just going back a step, I just realised I, th- I said uh, the Cheese had the buy in round two, but he's got in round four, you're right. So you had to start Tanner Boyd against the Cowboys. So that's a tough one. That becomes that's far a little, more of a concern. little concerned. bit tougher than against the Dragons. Mm. That is harder, yeah. yeah. Um, but Not trying to he'll tear apart the greatest oh, mate, side ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great side. All of a sudden, the greatest <laughs> side ever's got a few little cracks in it. Great just trying fa- to give a balanced perspective yeah. to the... <laughs> Even great the foundations side. get p- fixed from time to time, mate. It's all good. <laughs> hey, Cam Murray, I... <laughs> I kind of is, is expensive, so I didn't want to spend the money. But I started with him last year. I love him as a player. I think he's one of the best players in the NRL. And the only thing that surprised me is how many people own him. So it says 33% of teams own him, except none of the teams of the people I'm looking at own him. Yeah. So I don't know why. I don't know if that's just a whole bunch of kind of beginners own him and I'm, I'm, I'm with them. But I, I, I just – the more I looked at it, his average from last year was brought down a little bit from, a, I think he got a one in one of the games. Oh, the last round. Yeah, yeah so he averaged about 75, especially when you take out origin period. His average yeah. is just so solid. And I just thought he was just like the lowest risk gun player and he's got, he's got ceiling potential. So I, I, I'm, I'm willing to pay the money for him and, and I, I move for feeder to, to Murray. Can I throw something at you? Please. Murray's average between 68 and 70 run, 71, four years running. Really good point about the HIA last round, though, last year, because he was up around 75. Fafita's priced at, what, 66? Just in terms of money-making endpoints, uh, but mainly money-making, yeah. surely Fafita's more chance to average 15, 20 more than Murray. Yeah, he could. Yeah, no, yeah. well, I mean, you're right, he could. <clears throat> I got frustrated owning Fafita last year. Like, he just killed me watching mm. him. The other thing is uh, the South don't have a buy until... It's so late, it's irrelevant. I think after Origins, isn't it? Around, just locking around in Origin, origin Murray. So I just looked least, and thought, yeah. here's a guy. So again, you just get that extra game out of Murray versus Fafita. And I yep. like that as well. No, for sure. So, yeah, but I, mate, I had, I had Fafita in until, <coughs> until a few days ago. So I can certainly understand Fafita. I, I like him. The other thing is, mate, we just spoke about, you know, a few question marks around, I suppose, fitness of South Sydney middles. It's a brutal draw for them, so sure, potentially a few less, uh, a few less attacking stats for Cam Murray, but could, could and probably should play big minutes. I just reckon he's match-up, like, uh, bomb-proof. Like, I don't think it really matters who he plays he's against. He's bomb-proof, like, the, he's a freak. The way he plays, I think he plays against a better opponent, he'll probably lift his up work rate and mm. 
do whatever he's, he's, he's only do, risk like. is maybe another HIA. Just his style yeah, of play, yeah. like he's so hard in the middle, he hits low and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like everything you say. I mean, you we're, talk, we're tossing up between two guns, right? Like I think in this case, it, just go with whoever you, your preference is, who who you like and who your gut feel says. Either of them, I think, are perfectly fine. Do a job. Now, yeah. fellas, we're going to wrap up very shortly, but all three of us have Val Holmes in our sides at the moment. I said, the Nico Hines injury, it allowed Val to come back into my side after being in and out of draft sides all pre-season. It's just too concerning with, with their draw and how easy it is. I'm just scared. He just goes whack, 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 and you start on the back foot. And centres are tricky this year. Like, even the guns, you just don't quite know who to trust. Mm. So I think Val's your man. And he'd probably make us look silly. Come out and score 40, 45 and 40. He absolutely <laughs> could as well. But that's like, the centres. Yeah. Uh, but the fact, uh, you always talk about upside. Upside wins your premierships. And he's got the, he's the bloke that could... Just as easily come out and go 130, 130, whack, whack. He was good last year. At the end of last year, I had him. I think you might have had him yeah. as well. He was just so reliable. And even in games when you thought he was quiet, suddenly you just go bang, bang, yeah. and he's on 100. And that soft draw, if the Cowboys are anything like last year, and I, I don't think there's any reason to think they won't go even better, he's set and forget for me. I'd, nice. He's, he's my first centre chosen. Yep. Hey, boys, we'll wrap that up for the SC Playbook TLT edition round one for 2023. Exciting, exciting times. Got through plenty there, I think. I said back tomorrow for beers and break-evens. Uh, but thank you, Ads. Thanks for the scoop, mate. Thanks, boys. No worries. Inspired. Good luck with that greatest team of all time. Thanks, You fellas. should be number one after round one, you realise, if it's the greatest team of all time. No, nah, whoever's won after round one won't, be, won't win it, so don't worry about that. Um, Sorry to do yeah, I might go pick it apart a bit tonight. I'll get back to you, but I'm still pretty <laughs> happy with it. Hopefully no changes incoming. Guys, my full team reveal will be on site at scplaybook.com.au along with uh, the Spies Cheap Yarn and a stack of other pre-season content. Also plenty more to come out before the weekend. The Halfback Podcast with Sammy Williams, the former Raider, one of the sharper minds in the rugby league community, starts up again this week as well. So looking forward to that and keep an ear out for that one. Guys, thanks for tuning in and good luck in round one.